0: Welcome to She's Running, the podcast all about women who are running for office, from school board to Senate and everything in between. I'm Emily Jackson, and in case my stuffiness isn't coming through, I have a cold, (laughs) but I'm powering through, and I have an awesome guest for today's show, Jennifer Omara. Now, Jen might be a name that's familiar to you. She's gotten some awesome press, something we talked about, and her campaign has been gaining amazing speed in the last few weeks. I am very excited to have her on the show. Oh man, having a cold sucks, and I've had this thing for five days now, five, and the worst part is I can't even complain about it because people are literally dying from the flu, and I have a really bad head cold, so I did miss some work, so when I was back in the office on Monday, everyone kept asking, did you have the flu? I didn't. But luckily, I was still outrageously stuffy. So my no came out like dough. So at least I had that. <laughs> but still, way to take the wind out of my sick kid sails. Worst flu this country seen in decades. Big thanks for that. But you know, enough about this. <laughs> Let's get to Jen. Okay, so we're just gonna jump in here. So who are you and for what are you running?
1: Uh, My name is Jennifer O'Mara, and I am running for the Pennsylvania State House, uh, the 165th Legislative District.
0: And where is that located?
1: It is in southeastern Pennsylvania in Delaware County, Um, but thanks to gerrymandering, it consists of four towns, but not one full township. So it includes most of Springfield Township, Marple, Morton, and Radnor.
0: And why did you decide to run? Like... What pushed you to say, this is my time right now?
1: There are a lot of different factors, but I always go back to the primary one being, um, and it's a little bit of a story, but I'll try to keep it brief. Um, So when I was young, my dad died by gun suicide, and that's why my family moved to Delaware County, this area. We were originally from Philadelphia. And I always tell everyone that my family succeeded because of public services that were there when we needed them, like public education, like state-funded health care for a brief period of time. And then my mom got a job as a school bus driver, which was a union position, which came with great benefits, and she was able to take care of us. and after the last presidential election I started to fear that those things that my family uses and that I know many other families like mine in Delaware County and all across the country use wouldn't be valued and it wasn't very long for those fears to be realized so I started to think about what I could do and how I could really help my community and I turned my attention to the state capital and here in Pennsylvania it's Harrisburg and Harrisburg is just as messy as Washington, if not more. And I decided that that was where I could go to make the most impact. And I looked up my address, see where I was, who represented me, and decided to throw my hat in the ring.
0: So it sounds like you've been political for a long time.
1: (laughs) Um, I have in, I've never run for office before. But politics have definitely been a part of the conversation that I've had. I'm a certified social studies teacher, although I'm not teaching at the moment, but I taught government to students. And I actually, so when I was 18 years old and I got to vote for the first time, I found out that my mom had never voted before. So I got her to register and vote with me for the first time in her life. So voting and participating has always been really important to me and I never really thought I would be running for office at my age, but it makes perfect sense when I look back at all the things that have happened in my life and all the experiences that I've had have kind of prepared me for the job of being a candidate.
0: Now, what's your day job? So
1: by day, I work at the University of Pennsylvania. I work in development, and I, which is fundraising, and my job in particular is helping maintain relationships with
0: donors and the university. Well, that's got to be an interesting skill to have for a politician, because most of the time, people who are running, that's the one thing that they either don't know how to do or don't want to do, is to ask people for money.
1: Yes. uh, Fundraising definitely keeps me up at night. Even though I work in it, it's still something that you, you have to worry about because, you know, I'm a working class person. And so I realize my whole life I've kept a budget. And now my campaign, I have to keep a very strict budget. And all the resources that we have are me asking people for money. But in 2017, because I started early and because I do have a little bit of experience, I ended up being the top fundraising candidate for the state house in the whole state. Yeah, yeah, yes, very exciting. And it's definitely helping, Um, it's going to help us this year because it helps to show my commitment, my work ethic and the viability of the race in general.
0: So what has the process of running been like for you so far?
1: It has been exciting. It has been exhausting. So I started in March of 2017, and for a state house race, which is my general election is November 2018, that is very early, and it is not the normal or the standard in any way. The The state party had a lot of candidates like me come out very early, and they kind of were scrambling. So the last year I decided that in 2017 what I could do was learn – about campaigns by working for local candidates. So I spent 2017 working for the county office candidates and our local commissioners. So it gave me a lot of experience, but it also gave me a chance to knock on doors. I hit a thousand doors in the fall in my district, getting to know voters and getting to know the volunteers and the people that are the the players in the local party. So I was able to establish a lot of relationships and politics as I'm learning is all about relationships.
0: Were you able to take any lessons away from the candidates that you were working for and say, for my campaign, I know I want to do this or I know I don't want to do this?
1: Uh yes I think so I I definitely um, throughout the last year had a lot of questions. I, not only was I running for office, but I was graduating from graduate school at Penn and getting married. So it was a very busy wow. <laughs> yeah. It was a very busy year, and there were a few moments where I wasn't sure. You know what was I thinking? But working for those candidates definitely helped me decide that this is what I wanted to do, because I was so motivated by them. I was always out there with them. And so often did I hear them saying to me, thank you for being here. Your energy is keeping me going. And it just made me think, if my energy is keeping them going, wait until it's my race. I can't wait to use my energy towards my own race. That was something I kept thinking about, too. when, When it's my turn, what can we do differently from what they're doing or what can we do the same? And after the local election, I took time to meet with all the local candidates and ask them their advice and what they learned, what they didn't learn. You know, see how I can learn from past experiences. I'm new to this, so I have to talk to everyone.
0: That's such a great bit of insight to be able to have, to have worked on these other campaigns and be able to say, I saw this work great in this one, and that didn't work so well in this other one, so now I'm going to take all the best bits of all these campaigns and apply them to mine.
1: As we've talked to people, now in the it's January 2018, the race is a couple months away, primaries in May, everyone keeps saying, you've been doing everything right and you're so ahead of the game, which is great. But we know mm-hmm. from experience what is going to come and what work we still have to do. So it, it made this year feel less daunting because I, I know what to
0: expect. And you've gotten some really good endorsements. You were endorsed by Run for Something and New York Magazine, right?
1: New York Magazine had yeah. uh, a bunch of women featured last week, and I was one of them, which was really exciting. I also was endorsed by my local committee, which is the Springfield Democrats. Um, but that's early for an endorsement, so we we were very excited. Last week was a big week for the campaign.
0: So, how do you get these endorsements? Do you apply for something, or do you just all of a sudden get a phone call that? tells you you've been endorsed
1: uh they work they so it, it kind of depends each organization is a little bit different for your for local democratic party committee endorsements that kind of depends on them they tell you when they want to endorse you and if there's a primary they most likely won't they keep it open for voters to decide um, but for an organization like Run for Something, we applied for that endorsement. And I understand they have a lot of applicants. So we, I applied in 2017, and then I got an email last week basically saying, you're endorsed, we need all this information, we're putting it out tomorrow to the national press. <laughs> so then you move very quickly when you get an email like that and make sure that they have everything. And And now we're, we're going to talk again next week and figure out what our next steps are.
0: That's really fantastic.
1: Yeah. Run for Something is an amazing organization. I can't say. They really are.
0: Yeah. So what kind of obstacles have you faced in your campaign so far?
1: Well, I would say the biggest obstacle that I had faced was getting everyone to realize that I was serious about this and that I'm committed to public service. So... When you come to a party and you say, I want to run for state house, but I've never run for anything before, they're a little bit hesitant. And so it took a couple of months of me working and, and showing my commitment to getting them to get behind me. But once that happened and that fell into place, it definitely opened up a lot of doors and conversations. Um, another obstacle that I'm facing, and I don't know if every candidate faces this, is working a full-time job which my job at Penn is a full-time nine-to-five job, plus I commute into the city every day. And then working a campaign is like having two full-time jobs. So I know that I wouldn't be able to do this if my husband wasn't so incredibly supportive. And, and we like to say he's kind of maintaining the infrastructure at home and doing <laughs> doing things that I used to do that I really don't have time to do anymore. So this has definitely been a two-person commitment, and we had to have a very serious conversation about it, but he has been, this was his idea even before it was mine, he was all about, what are we going to do to help you know, the country? What are we going to do to serve? And he has served in the past, he's a veteran, served two tours of duty in Afghanistan. So he kept saying, I did that, this is what you can do, and it was a really, it was a really good way for him to get me behind the idea. But now I, he's definitely keeping it, keeping us at home keeping us
0: afloat. You also went through the Emerge Pennsylvania program, right?
1: I am actually going through Emerge Pennsylvania right now. I'm in the 2018 cohort, so that's another time commitment, um, which is making, I'm, at, I'm out of the house now one weekend a month, but Emerge Pennsylvania is an amazing um, resource and experience, and I'm so excited to be included in the cohort this year.
0: So even with all the preparation you did working for other candidates and um, all that work, you are going through this additional candidate training.
1: Yeah. So what what I decided about Emerge, because I definitely thought about it. You know, I did spend 2017 campaigning. What would 2018 look like? What Emerge offers beyond advice, they bring in volunteers and consultants to teach things and everyone in politics has something new to offer you. They offer a cohort of 26, for me, it's 26 other women who are candidates or were candidates or are going to be candidates. And they understand what you're going through in a way that no one else does. And so just having that camaraderie and that sisterhood to turn to has been the best thing that Emerge has offered for us. And I think that we all can kind of agree about that, that we having each other is going to be something that will happen. They really make it, so they're going to nurture this foundation and relationship for us for the rest of our lives. And that's something that I think is invaluable and worth all the time in the world.
0: So how can people get involved with your campaign?
1: They can go to my website, www.voteomara.com, and sign up to follow the emails. I mean, if anyone's in Pennsylvania and they want to volunteer, we can take them on. And they can also check me out on Facebook and Twitter at Jen O'Mara for PA.
0: And what are your core issues?
1: <clears throat> My core issue. So the first one for me is public education. I am a huge advocate of public education and I don't believe that anyone any child you know where they live should determine how good their schooling is um, my next issue in it is health and there's a few different reasons for that in my area we are really struggling with the opioid crisis and i want to do more to help people struggling with substance use disorders i also want to bring mental health into that conversation and not only is that because of my past with my own dad, but because I believe mental health and substance use disorders really go hand in hand. And I think that we could lift the stigma and do a lot to help people. Um, and I also really want to focus on here in Pennsylvania, uh, we have a huge fracking industry and we don't have a severance tax we're one of the only states in the whole pen, in the whole country without that severance that type of tax on that type of industry and why that's so important right now is because we're also having a budget crisis our credit was just reduced for the third time and we didn't have a budget for the first couple months of the year this year and we have a you know we're in debt and we need to find ways to make money for the state that doesn't come at the cost of taxpayers. And so for me, looking at a multimillion dollar corporation that isn't paying a tax is just one way we could
0: try to cover that deficit. Wait, so what's a severance tax?
1: It is an extraction tax, basically, which we would apply on the extraction from natural gas that are coming out of the shales in Pennsylvania. And the
0: companies aren't getting taxed on that?
1: It's something that has been going on in Pennsylvania for about ten years and something that the both parties are trying to figure out. And it's just they haven't been able to find a compromise on attacks that both sides can agree on. So it was a huge issue last year in the State House. It almost passed, and it didn't. But I think that if we get, people who are willing to reach across both sides and make a compromise, we may have some more success the next time this comes up with the budget.
0: Okay. Wow. learn something completely new. So what do you need most with your campaign right now? Is it donations? Is it people knocking on doors? Is it social media?
1: Yeah, right now it's donations. And the reason that I say that is because m- money is you need it to move the campaign in every part of it and we The way that a campaign works is, and I don't have a primary opponent, so that changes things. If I had a primary opponent, it would be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, But once, you know, we get through the primary, which is in May, we hit the summer, I will be out canvassing, and that takes away my time from being able to fundraise. So I need to kind of front load my campaign with fundraising now so my time can be used for voter contacts through the summer, and then we'll really push the get out the vote effort from August through November. Gotcha.
0: Okay. So one last question. What is one piece of advice you have for a woman who is thinking about jumping in and running for office? Just go for it
1: you're going to question yourself you're going to wonder if it is the right time if you're the right person if people will get behind your issues or your values you're never going to have a set answer but knowing you just have to go for it the time will never be right the time is now though and whether you are a democrat republican or independent We need more women. We need more women of color. We need more young people. We need more working class people to be at the table. So we have a government that is truly representative. And so I would say if you have a passion, go for it and lead by your values because people will see who you are and they will trust you and want you to lead them.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me.
1: Yep. of course. Thank you so much for having me.
0: And that's it for today. Huge thanks to Jennifer Omara for chatting with me. Check out her campaign at Vote Omara. That's V-O-T-E-O-M-A-R-A dot You can also find her on Facebook at Jennifer Omara for State Rep. And on Twitter, she's at jenomara for pa You can find and follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at at She's Running Pod. If you like what we're doing here, please tell a friend about the show finally, a big thanks to all of y'all for listening. Love you mean it. Now, I need to go edit this before my NyQuil kicks in. Hard. (laughs) That's it for today. Thanks. Talk to you soon.